Um, oh, you know what? My camera just turned on. Hey, I think it's been a while since we uploaded one of these. Um, and Chris looks different. Chris Hayes looks different. Um, but I don't know if anything happened since the last time uh, I spoke on the Hooniverse podcast. Maybe the world's changed a little bit. But welcome to episode 301. I'm your host, Jeff Glucker, and I'm joined by my co-host, Ron Ba. Ba. I meant to say Ba, but I've already been drinking. He's a rad dude in the automotive industry who's been a wheel designer and mayhem inspirer for years now, and he's also my friend. So everyone, please welcome Ron to the show. Ron, What's up, say folks? hello. Glad to be here, man. Thanks for having me, and uh, yeah, dude, this is exciting. We've been talking about this for a while, and uh, thrilled to be here, and uh, yeah, just talk some shit. What are you drinking? My uh, my mainstay is uh, Bullet Bourbon. Oh, yeah. so, so cool, so trendy. Uh, just, I, was, like water. I was drinking this, and then I felt like a big old bitch, so I switched to this, um, but now I'm drinking both of them, so uh, I'm, uh, you know, two right. to one. Two to one. You're, uh, you're hydrating while dehydrating at the same time? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, Ron, why don't you tell everybody a bit about your background so they have a better idea of who you are, because they've heard me talk for over 300 fucking episodes. You know a little bit about you. Yeah, I'm, uh, I don't know, I'm, uh, I, I like to call myself an aftermarket industry veteran. I've been uh, in the world of custom wheels for over 20 years now. Um, I'm originally from Atlanta, Georgia, and I've been playing with cars, drawing cars, designing cars and wheels since I was three, four years old. Um, the irony of the fact that I designed and sold, you know, hundreds of thousands of custom wheels for cars is that uh, for years when I drew wheels and cars, I drew the wheels square. And like my, yeah, my, my, my family, my art teachers, like anybody that saw my drawings were like, okay, that's, uh, that's strange, but. So uh, you were, you were the secret designer for the, what was it? The Denali with the, the fucking squared off, uh, fender wheel openings. Oh Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yes. Finally. (laughs) That and like the, the, uh, Gandini like kinked wings. Yeah. The up. Yeah. 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 Yeah, That was a cool design though. The Cavalier Z24 square wheels, the four lug wheels from like the, the 80s, that was yes. like, mm, that was primo for me. That was right that, up my alley. That's stuck in the brain. I love yeah. it. Um, so we're going to explore this space and uh, see how it all falls because we're kind of kicking off a new version of the Hooniverse podcast. It's going to be basically the same, but we got a new beautiful face on the other side of the of the table here we're doing this virtually which i didn't do a long time i was hesitant to it uh and the world has changed and uh and and so this is how we're going to run it for now we'll do a few of these in person too we're really going to feel this out and see how it goes and we're going to start things off by updating you on our various project cars and i'm going to start my side off by saying no the wombat Still doesn't have a goddamn engine. And then we're going to move on to Ron before I tell you about my other cars because some of you might know them, but but Ron has some cool shit. So, Ron, you tell us about your cars. We'll go through the list. Sure. I think uh, the car that uh, of mine that's probably the most notorious is uh, my 91 Fox Body Mustang, um, a.k.a. Project Kitsune, um, which is uh, actually Kitsune is Fox in Japanese. Uh, really... Uh, Kind of tells the tale there. If uh, if you haven't seen the car, it's a uh, very JDM Japanese like uh, uh, Kyusha inspired with fender mirrors, front mount uh, oil cooler. Uh, it's got a Murakami print on the hood. Like it's uh, it's very quintessentially Japanese uh, styled, like uh, the Kaido racers and Kyusha cars of the seventies and eighties. So uh, it's unique. I was inspired by a trip to the Tokyo Auto Salon in two thousand four, just a few months after I got the car, and the you know, kind of uh, changed, uh, my, my plans for the car changed dramatically after that. So uh, that's that. Um, I've had that car since 2013. Currently has blown head gasket, so uh, it's on the sidelines. I'm going to be brutally honest about my own shit. And it's, oh, you have to be. And, yeah, and, you know, uh, I've got, let's see, I've got four cars, one of which actually runs. Um, two, of them, two of them run, but one of them is just not registered legal yet. And that is, uh, that's actually my latest pickup, which is a 79 Chevy K10. Literally a pickup. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> pickup a pickup. Yeah. But uh, that it's a hell is of a, a story. We don't have to dive into how you got that. Yeah. How you got that is wild. That'll be a story for maybe another day. For sure. For sure. That's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a weird deal, but uh, <laughs> you know, glad to add it to the fleet, however, temporarily. Um, honestly, it's just a flip project, but uh, 72,000 miles, barn fine, basically. 
And um, yeah, I'm just uh, just gonna clean that thing up and uh, send it down the road to a to its new home. Great. Um, my daily and my my most reliable and actually the most fuel efficient vehicle I've ever owned, believe it or not, is a 25 year old full size GM truck. It's uh, a 1996 uh, Chevy Tahoe, two door, two wheel drive. It's lowered. It's got a bunch of period correct modifications like. Uh, you know, like the uh, smooth roll pan, no, no rear bumper. Crazy um, loud sound system. Absolutely. That's a necessity. I feel like, you know, full-size black SUV, you got to have a bumping sound system. So it's got a, like a F15 and Bluetooth. And so it's got some modern convenience and uh, yeah. actually really comfortable. As favorite, a one of my favorite things about that truck is Ron was meeting me at my Four Sons favorite brewery, you know, mm -hmm. um, which has been a part of this show here and there too. Uh, he was meeting me there for beers one day and he has to take the entryway at an angle in a fucking SUV because it's slammed um, where like most cars are just like, what, why is that guy coming in sideways in his Tahoe? And he's like, oh, I'm going to make it. You gotta be super careful. That thing, it's, I think it's five, seven drop and uh, static, no air. So yeah, to, to prevent ripping my, my splitter air dam off. Yeah. I got to take it easy. Yeah, and I'm going to try to, uh, since we're recording this for video too, just for anybody listening on the audio portion, you should go and watch the YouTube version of this because I'm going to try to add pictures of all this stuff too. And if he doesn't have, I'm just going to rip him off his Instagram or ask him for other stuff if I can't find it. Um, and then we also, you got to mention the Lincoln. Yes, yes. This is, uh, this thing's been in storage, oh my God, almost 10 years now. But uh, a buddy of mine and I thought it would be a good idea to uh, – to go have these on a 62 Continental hardtop. The car is 100% complete. It's all there, original paint, original interior. I think the front seats have been recovered, but uh, well, the front bench, I should say, has been recovered. Everything is there, everything is original. And yeah, I tried to daily that for a minute. And uh, uh, actually that didn't do it in. My buddy spun a bearing trying to take the car up the grapevine to show off to his, uh, his ex-girlfriends and her, her family. But um, yeah, it's been in storage, waiting, waiting for a makeover. Um, I got so many different plans, but it'll be a cool custom cruiser. Uh, hopefully next year I'll finally get oh, off my ass and make something fingers better. Crossed. Fingers crossed. I'm looking forward yeah. to that one a, a whole, whole lot. Um, so on, on my side of the field, yes, the Wombat still exists. It is at the shop. It is in the back of the shop. I have been told numerous times there's just a few projects to get out of the way, and then we're diving on in. They even cleaned up the engine bay the other day. They're taking some measurements, but it is still in the back corner. And it's funny because there's this one gas station that if I go to that gas station, I can look across and I can see it parked there. I'm like, Eat yourself. But that's that. Montero, daily driver, running well. AC blows cold. Um, I'm probably going to need a clutch soon, which, you know, isn't the end of the world. It's an old-ass truck that's still pulling hard. Um, I'm going to drive it all the way to Malibu and back tomorrow for a video shoot I have to do for Auto Trader. Um, and, uh, it's it, yeah, it's running well. I, I do think it's due to go back into the shop just to have them um, – I want them to eyeball all the suspension work that was done uh, if, if – if, I don't remember the last time I spoke about the Montero on the podcast because it has been a while. Uh, but I think everybody knows it has the Fox suspension and everything in it. And the front, it, it was never, it's not a direct fit. The install cost more than the shocks <laughs> because of the custom work to get it in, which I, when I was getting hit up on Instagram by other Montero people, like, oh my God, you know, which parts to order? Blah, blah. I'm like, no, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. You can order the same shocks, but you're going to have to find someone to build new mounts and all. It's like, it, I'm going to tell you, there are easier ways to do this. I'm happy because my shocks max match the shocks on my mountain bike, which is stupid. Don't do that with your cars. Um, yeah. But um, it, it, I'm, I'm happy with it. It's running well. But like I said, I want to get them back under there, the shop that did it. And just like, since it's been a while, eyeball everything and be like, all right, you know, welds good. Shocks look good. Uh, all that stuff. I have to put these in. I got these from a company called Adventure Driven Design. Uh, these are new bushings for the idler arm that should help stiffen up the steering a little bit because it's getting loose. The worm gear in the bottom of the steering box is worn and you can't just, it's hard to find replacements for Gen 1 Monta. I'm going to have to go to a junkyard probably or rebuild it, which I don't want to do. Well, I don't want to pay someone to do. Wink. Right. Um, so Montero, running well, daily driver, drive my kid out of school in it because she's in first grade now. This is the other car that I've picked up, which 
is new to the podcast. This is my 1986. It's convenient that it's behind me. If you're, if you're listening just audio, I'm literally pointing to it because I'm sitting in front of it. Um, 1986, Jaguar XJ, Jaguar XJ6. No more six, 350 TPI engine. The engine is 1989. The conversion was done 20 years ago. It has a smog cert sticker on the door jam of the back. This is a smog legal V8 swap jack. That's priceless, dude. Oh. <laughs> oh. Um, it's leaking fuel randomly. It's it's like it's like a supersonic jet. It out of nowhere just started leaking fuel when it's cold, and then it goes away when it warms up. Um, right. I had a shop look it over. They had a guy in there who's uh an old Jag expert and a TPI expert, the same guy. And, and he's like, he's like, I cannot see, we couldn't see fuel leaking. We couldn't see anything wet, which makes sense. Cause the, if the fuel leak stopped, it's all going to you know, evaporate. He's like, I cannot see anything there. So I'm going to have to leave it at the shop. So overnight the next morning they can cold start it. But I took my daughter in it tonight to get dinner and um, it didn't do it. Uh, it's hot out though. So I, I really don't know what the fuck's going on there. I captured it on video maybe i'll put into this too um and it's not like a drip drip it was like leaking at a good rate based on the idle of the fuel pump where it was like boom 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 i was like that's that's a lot of fuel that is actually pump. leaking from fucking like the middle like yeah. where like engine and transmate like that area where the pipes come down um in a weird spot and it's not fuel pump because fuel pump for this car the fuel pumps i guess are in the back because it's the twin saddle tanks it has two tanks when i go to a gas station people probably think i'm an idiot when i'm fueling up the far tank i'm like nah 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 uh like i got two, two tanks, huh? i gotta do two i i bring um i get one of the little paper towels and hold the nozzle as i walk it back so it doesn't drip on the paint um but yeah this paint. thing's pretty sweet i popped the bb the bbs's the gold bbs's um you know black and gold that's that's what, and we'll get Class all the way, dude. I love that thing. It's my favorite color combo, um, which is funny because it'll tie into a conversation we're going to have later about a different car. Not that much later, but uh, black and gold is the way to go. I want to get my mountain bike done black and gold. I want to find someone to wrap my mountain bike in a John Player special scheme because it is the best. It's my favorite black and gold, all of everything. Everything. I'm with everything. <laughs> so. This is the Jag, Montero, the Wombat, you, and then we got Ron's lineup, and Ron's got a bunch of cool shit, too. Um, but those are our cars, and now I want to segue and talk about – this is like a, almost old-school Hooniverse podcast where we talk about our shit, and then we talk about some stuff in the news, which is good because this show at one point did have structure, and then it veered off because I, my mind started going. Um, and I think we went news first and then our cars, but who gives a shit? We're doing it this way now. Uh, we, got a, we got a new co-host. We got a new we will. New cars. So, Ron, first up, I want to talk about a car in the news. Have you heard about the Radford 62-2? I have. I have. And uh, I'm really intrigued by this thing because on the surface, it's something that I really didn't have any interest in. Mm -hmm. And even seeing pictures like, you know, a, a lot of uh, our kind of cohorts in the industry like fawned all over it and yep. really, you know, think it's this, you know, cool, exciting new thing. And uh, at first, I just really wasn't turned on. It really didn't, you know, resonate with me, but uh, the more I learned about the car and the story of the Radford brand, the more interest I have and the more I want to see this thing and see it on the street and see these guys succeed with, uh, with this venture. So I don't know much about the brand other than that it's Jensen Button and Ant Anstead. Um, right. what, about, what about it has, has spoken to you a little bit? So they're, they're basically the, obviously it's, uh, it's uh, modeled after the Lotus, uh, what, what model is it? I don't know. Yeah, whatever. An old Lotus. Yeah, exactly. So what I heard on, a, on another podcast that will remain nameless that uh, basically those guys was it um, your resurrected this brand Radford, which... Uh, Wait, which podcast was it? Which podcast was it? Uh, Spice Car Radio. Oh, I mean, you can say. We, we, yeah. we're not, we, we're, we don't have enemies here. Yeah, yeah. No, but, <laughs> you know, I don't give anybody free press, you know, but... <laughs> If they're not my friends, that's I gotta get that in my head. I like that. I gotta get that in my head. All right, go ahead. Sorry, but um, yeah, like the the Radford brand is is cool. It, it's storied because basically this guy, you know, this British designer, like basically took cars from Lotus, even Mini, and like other brands, and like basically almost like a coach builder, like personified or personalized them and made them cool. 
And um, that was something I never heard of. So, uh, you know, I was excited to hear the origin story of that brand and these guys resurrecting it. And obviously, Jensen Button had, you know, formula, uh, a former F1 champion. Like, yep. you know, he's got the chops and he's, oh, yeah. you know, he's responsible for engineering and development and like tuning of, of the car. And Ant is uh, seemingly the, I don't want to say the brains, but definitely the the personality behind the operation. He's really putting the pieces together and connecting with Lotus and, and making something cool out of that. And uh, it sounds like they might expand to other models in the future and stuff. But uh, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm actually now the, the more that I know about this project like and this company, the, the more excited I am to uh, to kind of see it come to fruition. Nice. And, and and then for those of you who don't know specifically about the car, they modeled it after an older Lotus, like Ron said. There's a classic bottle, which is the base, and it gets 430 horsepower. Um, oh, and all of these like start with Toyota the, V6, right? Toyota V6 from the Evora. The Gold Leaf, that's the name for the middle trim, and it's 500 horsepower. And then they just announced their top spec, hence the black gold, because they bought the trademark to JPS, to John Player Special. They oh, bought that's, the that's super cool. Um, so the top spec gets 600 horsepower, and to do that, they slapped on a larger supercharger. They upgraded pistons, cams, rods. Um, they put a huge-ass front splitter on it, big side intakes, carbon brakes. They're building 62, 62-2s in total, so 62 units, and just 12 of them will be the JPS versions. And I think I think it's a – is it a seven-figure car? or a, a, No. That'd be wild. I mean, considering that they're not, you know, they're no Koenigsegg. They're not right, right. creating their, their own free valve engine, drivetrain, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I've heard you know, nothing about the components. Like, that, that seems wild, despite how limited the numbers might be. Right. I and mean, I'm sure the thing, you know, adds lightness and is the, the performance is there. But, I mean, some right. figure seems kind of crazy to me. I thought it was more like a four or $600,000 car. That, I mean, that probably makes sense. Maybe I'm stretching it too far and I heard something else. But I'm trying to, like, find – I'm scanning real quick on the Internet. And, obviously, no one has uh, – oh, what's that say? Uh, no one has pricing info yet. But I, I just – You guys didn't even know their own website. I think it's, like, radford.co. I, I think. Oh, I really? But yeah. Like, they didn't even know where to, where to send potential buyers. That's funny. Uh, yeah, you're, you're probably right. It's probably, you know, a few hundred thousand dollars versus uh, there was another car that just came out that I'm trying to think of that hit the crazy number that I can't remember what it is. But I thought this one just said it had a price. Uh, they're talking about Jeremy Clarkson and a GT40. No, that's something different. Okay. Uh, yeah. So no, no idea on price. I made up seven figures and I'm sure I'm wrong. It's probably, you know, $400,000 car. Either way. I gotta say that. The Locker. one thing that like turned me off about this thing instantaneously and like every time I see it. Yeah the four spoke wheels i just can't get over that mm. just like, I, I mean know. at least they're not square right mm, yeah <laughs> i mean maybe I, I might prefer that actually uh four spoke i want to see a picture of the uh um i'm going to open up real quick the uh, that's just a personal thing but i don't know four four spoke wheels just hurt me in that doesn't work yeah. for you maybe uh, on classic like jdm stuff like it it, it works better yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it now on the John Player special car. Uh, I'm with you. Uh, which is funny, though, because someone the other day, or it was either today or yesterday, someone on Twitter was like, have there ever been good wheels with even spokes? And immediately people were like, have you ever heard of TE37s? <laughs> or like any other six-spoke wheel? For whatever reason, like six spokes are my favorite. Like, I don't know what it is. It's like it's a, a better balance than a five-spoke or seven-spoke to me. You know, aesthetically, it's just yeah. like my thing. I don't know why. Well, it's like V8 it. versus V10. Sure. The sound of a V8 is better than a V10. Yeah. Except with like a few exceptions. Right. Like the, uh, that the nice Audi team. Lambo V10s, like those pretty fucking sweet sounding. Well, the, the Carrera GT, the Porsche Carrera GT, sure. probably like the best one, but almost any other V8. I, th I think this the secret to a good sounding V10 is revs because like you know you think of yeah. a Viper and like a SRT10 truck like that you know yeah that should you know, just it just doesn't work yeah the Viper sounds like a dump truck um, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, the side exit exhaust doesn't help yeah it is fun but it doesn't it's not a, I mean a V8 smokes it and like have you heard the uh, the clip the teaser clip for the upcoming Z06 yeah I'm not a fan. Oh, of the noise? <laughs> no, oh, my God, dude. It's flappy, just like the, I mean, it's flat, flat plane crank, yep. just like GT350, GT350R. Like, to me, like, they make noise, but it's not, it doesn't sound tuned to me. It doesn't sound balanced. It doesn't sound like, 
Which is funny because like, it's you know, my favorite, my favorite exhaust, especially, you know, stock exhaust is, of course, you know, five liter Mustang. Like it just has like this hollow tubular ringing sound. Yeah. And I feel like that's missing from flat plane crank V8s. Like, you know, Ferrari 458, I've heard aftermarket exhausts that sound good on those cars, but like stock, it just like, it just sounds flat. There's just something missing. Like there's, there's a richness in tone. It's just not there for me. Well, it's funny because you mentioned the balance when those are more balanced, but I think you, I think it's probably that there's something just, just off balance that right. there's like the, like the, the, the burble. Right. And I agree with you because like uh, like a Fox Body 5.0 with a set of Flowmasters takes me back to wishing I was a rich kid in high school when I watched other kids with 5.0 Mustangs. I, mean, like, I was not a rich kid, but I was I was spoiled, and my first car was a 5-liter Mustang convertible. Did it have Flowmasters? The first thing I did was chop the cats off and install Flowmasters. Yeah. Oh, see, there you go. There you go. Amazing. I think I lied. To, you know, I live. I grew up with my grandparents. I think I lied to my grandparents and I told them that uh, there's something wrong. Like I had an exhaust leak or something, and I had to go to the exhaust shop and have that fixed. And um, yeah, that was uh, that was the first thing I did, and it just like it made my my life like my high school experience was so like so much better after I installed. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. It's like because like. Like I said, my Montero is running well, and it actually has a Magnaflow exhaust system now, and it sounds a little bit a little bit nicer. But adding a V8 back into my life has been—I missed it. Um, so do you plan to daily that the Jag, or uh, I'm just going to go back and forth between the, yeah. the Montero. Yeah, um, when I don't have a press car parked out front, it's this or the Montero. Either one. What like it's kind of like what am I in the mood for? If I'm going mountain biking, I'm throwing it on the back of the Montero. If I'm going to flex on the other dads while dropping Sloan off at school, it's like rival dads. Come on. Though I put, I tweeted this the other day. Uh, it was yesterday. Some dad dropped his kid off in a Porsche Speedster replica, and I was like, oh. oh. So I just all right, off. guy. All right. Slow. All right, buddy. And it sounded good. It was this gorgeous, like light blue. Um, it was. Whew, he won the day and then he continued off to work to be like just probably owning people and being a terrible you know, that's that's one of those cars that like i never know if i'm looking at a real deal or you're not a replica i just always assume that it's a rep but always like, assume it's like the like, same thing you gotta, but you go to cars and coffee almost anywhere in southern california like it's hard it's hard to tell like eh, yeah Yes, that's a very good point. But usually, like, you can tell by the interior, and it's like, if it's, like, got some 80s fucking, you know, head unit in it or some weird seats or, or carpet, yeah. like, that's a give. But, like, you just see those things riding down the road. Like, you – in, in oh. Southern California, at least, you can't, you can't assume that it, they're replicas. You're right. And also, like, the replicas are so good anyway. Like, right. it doesn't matter. Um, they're not going to be – they're not going to perform worse. It's not like that was some amazing 9-11 of its day. I think there's, like – I'm sure Porsche nerds immediately look at the VIN and go, that's a Volkswagen VIN. Nope. Right. Or they go, like, oh, wow, the 356A or, you know, whatever the fucking – the Porsche yeah. thing is. I don't know enough to sweat anybody's shit that hard. No, 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 no. And, it's, I mean, it's the same thing with a Cobra. Like, Cobra replicas are, are awesome. My friend's right. brother just bought one. He, he's, like, a CFO of a company out in Pittsburgh. And he sent it to me. He's like, what do you think about this one? Price was a little high, but, like, the package it had, the suspension was sorted. Yeah, I'm like, the price is a little high, but the color's cool because it's silver um, with, like, black stripes, which is, like, a little – it's not that different, but it's different than every single blue one that's out there. Right. Um, there's a real 427 engine in it, uh, nice. great gearbox, nice suspension, good brakes. And I'm like low mileage. Um, and it was one of the good companies. It wasn't, it wasn't factory or super performance, but it was like the third one. That's like the other best one. Right. I can't think of the name of, I can't think of um, yeah. So I was like, if you can talk him down a little bit, try, uh, and he went and drove it and, and it said it had like 600 horsepower. He's like, I was looking at one with eight. I'm like, dude, like For we all know else? horsepower is awesome. You do not want an 800 horsepower co Cobra. Like the Absolutely best, track, dude. The, the best Cobras are the narrow body 400 horsepower ones. Yeah. This wasn't, dude, wasn't you know, like, no horsepower. Rules. I'm like, and he's not a car guy. He's like a guy with the money who like wants to be a car guy. One of those things. Like this is yeah. his first cool car. Like, well, like dude, help him get there. Yeah. 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 Like even, I was like, I think it's like 600 horse. And I'm like, that's so much horsepower in that car. Yeah, uh, years ago, the first Cobra I ever drove when I did, I, I did this classic car show that didn't go anywhere. But one of the cars I drove with the owner, it was a Cobra that had a Hemi, which is weird. Yeah. I never, I haven't heard of that. And I haven't heard it since. Wait, a Ford Hemi or? No, Mopar. no, Mopar Hemi. 
That's fucking cool. I've never heard of it since. Or and and a two hundred shot of nitrous. <laughs> yeah, he said that. he was driving it on his friend's runway, which is a phrase most people don't say. And he hit the nitrous, and he will never hit it again. <laughs> yeah, dude. And it was automatic. It was an automatic too. It was like like I was like it was the weirdest cobra. Yeah, cobra. This is a random factoid, but I feel like. Uh... I know he had one, but I think it was like twin supercharged. But back in like the sixties, Bill Cosby, Cosby. Yeah, yeah, had crazy Cobra yeah, with with an automatic. Yep, had like a C four, C six, whatever three speed. But it was like twin supercharged, four twenty seven or something like that. Yeah. Like something crazy. It's like eight hundred horsepower. Yeah, and he drove it and he returned it. Mm-hmm. It was it was it, it was the title of one of his comedy specials. Eventually, no shit. Yeah, it was it was called like two. It, yeah, something about that car. He used it in a title of one of his specials or a book or something like that. Yeah, he he drove the car, said nope, and and brought it back, um, which is crazy. Um, all right, where's where? I hate to use the term switching gears because it's too cliche for one of these, but I think I say it all the fucking time. I want to talk about little trucks. Um, little trucks. Yeah, little trucks. Mini trucks. Mini. Basically, uh, compared to the regular trucks, we have two. I think cool ones out there. We have the Hyundai Santa Cruz, which I have not driven. And we have the Ford Maverick, which I also have not driven. I've sat in and touched both of them and I looked at them and they, they kind of have two different missions where, where Hyundai's like, that's not a truck. It's a, it's an activity vehicle, right. urban activity vehicle. And the Maverick is like, Oh, it's a truck. It's just a little ass truck. For people didn't know they needed trucks. Uh, <laughs> um, what do you think about these tiny ass trucks? So I like the idea of a mini truck revival. I, I love the idea of mini trucks. Like trucks have gotten so like overcontented, oversized, overpriced that, you know, it's like a mid-size, mid-size pickup, like a Colorado or Ranger, whatever you want to call them. Like they're the same size as like a full-size truck from 25, 30 years ago, right? Well, like, probably 10 years ago. Yeah, like you pull you pull one of those up next to my Tahoe, and like yeah. they're they're the same size, and yep. if not if not larger. And I like the idea of a sort of compact pickup. Yeah, something that is usable in the city, and you know you can park. Like I like I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna my my truck's going to the shop for some work for a couple of days, and I'm gonna borrow an F two fifty from work. I have no idea where I'm gonna park this. Awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm almost dreading having this thing because yeah. it's like I can't take it anywhere. And I, it won't fit in my garage at home. So it's like, you know, these, these mini trucks solve a lot of problems, and I think they're super cool. But at the same time, they're unibody. Like, they're basically cars. Like, the, uh, the, uh, the, the Maverick, we've already measured for wheels and stuff. Like, you know, uh, thank, thank, thanks to SEMA for giving us access to, to this thing. But it's basically like a – it's like a – focus like uh yeah oh yeah yeah it's uh i think it's front drive is it not like front drive or uh, you can drive? get it front or all-wheel drive yeah right so that's weird but um i also think it, it's cool and it'll open up pickups to uh, a new segment a new like populace that otherwise would not be interested or recognize the utility and you know just the uh the lifestyle that a, a pickup affords yeah and i don't and, know what yeah. like like load capacity or towing capacity is but you know, I honestly think I would be really interested in like a cool lowered, like, yeah, like street truck, mini style. truck style Maverick. Yeah. yeah. Like, when they, when they announced the Maverick and fully released the photos, I photoshopped one as like, if there was like a Maverick ST or a Maverick RS. So like, mm-hmm. instead of going like lifting it, like slam it, put it on the focus RS wheels. Um, and, and yeah, street truckify it. Uh, because that's yeah. what the mini trucks are super rad about. Um, yeah. And and the funny thing about the Maverick is the backseat of the Maverick is more comfortable than the backseat of the Ranger because of the car-based packaging, right. which is really right. weird. And then on the Santa Cruz, the interior of it, because Hyundai's interiors are kind of killing it right now, the interior of it is, is really nice too. And so they're, they're kind of going after two different markets, whereas like the Santa Cruz people might be a little bit more style conscious, which right. is funny to say about Hyundai, but that's where they've gone. Ever you know, since I- I agree wholeheartedly and I like I'll preach that to anybody that that will listen like you know a lot of a lot of my friends ask me for advice on you know buying cars and almost universally like I'll tell them start with Kia Hyundai Genesis like yeah they make some great looking products that are full of content that are priced 
you know, very competitively. And, you know, I see these things all the time because I live in, I live in Long Beach. I work in Irvine. So I drive past Hyundai USA headquarters every single day. Right. So I see mad Genesis, you know, Hyundai's kids like all over the road and they're, they're striking, like they're killing it design wise. Yeah. And the interiors are the, the interiors of the current Genesis stuff is amazing. Like yeah. they're actually using like real colors on their leather, like greens and blues and reds and mm-hmm. sound systems are great. It's all great. They're putting actual design effort into it to make them stand out. So they don't look fully yeah. like something else. And, it, yeah. and yeah, they're doing a really good job. So the, the, I think the consensus we're saying here is many trucks are cool. Let's see what people do with them. Even sort of trucks like the, the, like the, the Honda, like, is that, I feel like that's like more for like active lifestyle, like yeah. surfers, hikers. Yes. I mean, is it a legit Overland vehicle? Like no. Okay. No, yeah. I would I wouldn't do that with it. Um, yeah. Interestingly though, Honda is adding a trim to their lineup called Trail Sport, where they're looking to add more off-road capability to their stuff. Um, and initially. They haven't said which vehicle they're applying it to first, um, so it's probably going to be like Passport or Ridgeline. And yeah. initially, it's just appearance, but over time, they want to do more aggressive tires, more aggressive suspension, uh, all-wheel drive tuning, and a few uh, underbody protection. So they're basically seeing what Subaru is doing with the Wilderness line, right. uh, and they're applying that. So, yeah. which makes sense that they're paying attention to them. Um, but speaking of trucks today, and I only had it for one day because I had to give it back. Uh, it was just alone via my auto trader gig i drove the bronco today oh finally what's spec? i love that thing it was the outer banks which is the spec i would never get uh mm-hmm. it was an it was an outer banks hard top with the big engine non-sasquatch so literally not how i would ever order it you know uh, especially because it's a vehicle if you had a hard top 52 yeah 52 grand uh however i am happy to report that the 2.7 absolutely rips yeah fucking hauls yeah it's great um and i the 2.3 is not far off in horsepower it's about 100 down in torque but it's still 300 in the little motor um it lived up to everything i wanted it to be especially considering it was a trim i would never buy right um and i kind of i was flinging it around what's that four door it was a four door Mm -hmm. um the hard top sucks um (laughs) Right. The, it was loud. There's so many, you know, because there's so many seams in the panels, because you could yeah. take all the different panels off, all those seams create noise. And this Did even had, the roof off? what's that? Did you bother to take the roof off? No. Yeah. I, I didn't, because we only had it for a day. I didn't want to deal with putting it back on. Right. Um, we had to get our shit done. Um, it, was cra- it was surprising how loud it was. And I've heard that the soft top is quieter, which I believe because it doesn't have the seams to catch air and make noise. Um, And that's just stupid. Everything else about the truck was fantastic. The screen was huge. The seats were comfortable. Uh, It just felt cool to be in a Bronco. Like I got like beeps and waves in it. And I, the engine is excellent. Yeah. Imagine it with a tune. I really, really love the Bronco. And like, you know, I didn't place an order or anything, but like I I would love to have one. It was like, I was thinking about getting a gladiator. Mm-hmm. as daily and I, I don't i don't know the wrangler just doesn't appeal to me but there's something about the gladiator that i really like it's just like you know it's uh cliche like macho and again it's too big like too long to like really own as, yeah. a, as a city dweller like myself but um i don't know the bronco man just resonates i'm, I'm a ford guy you know as my first car was a ford i've had a bunch of fords but uh yeah the bronco just like it's so cool and i feel like it's the right size and it's just like it would open up so many different uh avenues for me my lifestyle like i'd actually go off road i've never ever really been a, a dirt guy or an off-road guy but like you know something legit like that and like life you know, not having a live axle front end like yeah. I, I feel like i could live with that daily it drives so nice on the road it was yeah. it, it definitely drives better than the wrangler i will say though because once you start adding options to the the wrangler and the bronco you are in defender country right and the defender is even better on the road and I think the interior is a little bit nicer and it is just as good. It's just as good off-road for 90% of the population that is going to take these to the dirt. Right. 
Um, so if someone was really good, and you don't have to wait to buy a Defender, <laughs> you can just go buy one. Right. Um, got a fact though, like no like supply chain issues. Like they're they're they got inventory. It's not like no over sticker. As far as I know, you can just go buy a Defender. I could be wrong, but I, I'm like 95% sure I'm right on this. Um, but let's move off of gas for a second because you want to bring up electricity. With yeah, dude. Like, uh, you know, like I said, like I've been looking for a daily and like I'm all over the place. Like I'm like looking at used AMGs, Audi S and RS models. Like, you know, I've, I've always been a street dude. And like you had you know, an RS7? S7. Oh, sorry. S7. Yeah, and I'm. Uh, I think I'm. I might get back into one. That, that's you know a story for another day. We'll see how that works out. But uh, yeah, as I as I've been like just researching endlessly and trying to figure out like what fits my like lifestyle best and that you know would really make me happy and uh, and be useful, I've landed on Ford Lightning or Rivian pickup. Yes, and like I just. Like, I, you know, I don't know, like, Rivian's, like, uh, apparently available now or very soon. So they, they say soon. Yeah. And, like, to me, that thing is sexy, and it just, like, checks all the boxes. Like, you know, it's yeah. obviously, obviously it doesn't cost any, well, it costs very little to, to operate. Like, with gas prices here in California, you know, close to $5 a gallon, like, driving. Could you charge it at where you live in your garage? So, I have a few neighbors in my building. So, I live in, like, a, a loft building condo building, whatever, in downtown Long Beach. And I have a few neighbors that have Teslas, and they've installed chargers. So I don't know, like, I'm sure that I could if I wanted to. But I'm renting. I don't own this place. So it's like, you know, I, I don't know if I want to make such an investment in a, in a place that I could leave any, any day now. But, um, you know, it, it, it's an option. But um, we have we have EV chargers at work. We have the like big badass chargers at work. So my commute's like twenty miles, but it's on the four hundred five, and it's just like such a slog. And yeah. it would it would be great to have a car that has you know just all the the new creature comforts, and you know doesn't cost me a hundred dollars a week in gas. Right, right. But um, Rivian, from everything that I've read and heard, like that thing like is super capable on road and off road. Yep. And, you know, it's, I think it's sexy. It's not like super revolutionary design like Cybertruck, but I would never ever do no, that. but it, it stand out. It's, it's stand yeah. out. The, the head, like the daylight running tree yeah. and all that is super cool. And then yeah. that cool pass through for the, where you can put like. Exactly. Like the utility of those things is killer. Like, you yeah. know, like having a frunk, like, you know, like, I, again, I'm a Ford fan, so I could easily be swayed into a Lightning if they, if they were available anytime soon. But it sounds right. like, you know, we're almost a year out from those yeah. but um i don't know for me and a lot of my friends i feel like that's like the the next step like that is like the the perfect like dad mobile i'm not a, i'm not dad but like it, it just checks all the boxes like utility sexiness like i could you know upgrade the wheels you know as i am prone to do mm -hmm. and uh you know personalize it and just make it cool and like really enjoy driving it like i just yeah. you know I'm, I'm super excited for ev pickups you know, yeah yeah I think that would be a huge market segment in the next two to five years. Yes, I agree. I, and, and I always like SUVs a little bit more. So I really like the Rivian R1S. Mm -hmm. uh, and I've seen them both around here because Rivian has a, a location in Irvine. So I, I see them. Um, the R1T is, is great. I would love to, you know, toss a mountain bike in the back of it. And, and, right. and, and you drive to Big Bear and back uh, on a charge and, and it, yeah, it, it seems like it's a pretty damn perfect daily. Get some uh, tax incentives and rebates. Uh, yeah. And if you, you know, get the charging situation figured out, but with the 300 miles on a charge or, or more, I mean, you don't have to worry about it for a few days at a time. Yeah. So you're fine. Find a level two, level three. Actually, find, just find a level three EA charger out on the road and you're good to go. Yeah, um, yeah man, I, I, I'm down with that for sure. I'm down with that for sure. I think that would... Uh... So I had, I've had an EV previously. I had a, had a Fiat 500 electric for two years. When they were like dirt cheap or when they oh, were? Oh yeah, when it was like $93 a month. Okay. Like yeah. weeks, yeah, it was insane. But um, the thing was super fun. I enjoyed it. You know, it was just like, it was, it really was a pocket rocket. Even though it was much heavier than a, you know, a regular 500. Like it was it way more fun to drive than the yeah, regular Yeah, absolutely. Had all that to work. Like it was like, it was 
you know, I smoked tires like every single stoplight. Yeah. But um, I lowered it, and of course, I did wheels and stuff, and it, you know, it handled great. Like it was, it was just fun. But like, yeah, my commute was just ten miles then on the freeway, and I still had range anxiety for probably fifty percent of the really time I had that thing. Because wow, range on that thing was only like eighty-eight miles. Yeah, and that was if you drove it like a sane individual. But like right. I said, I smoked the tires from every yeah. single stop. Like it was always like. And like it was an acceleration test every every time I drove that car, and like you know I'd V max on the way to work on the freeway. Like you know I think, it maxed out, I think they maxed max out at eighty eight, and like I'd love to see it go to eighty nine, ninety. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm nice. doing something right, but after, um, uh, but yeah, after the range on that thing was like it was like you drive to. I lived in the valley then. You drive to the city. Oh yeah, around and like if you didn't find a charger. And but this was like four or five years ago. If you didn't find a charger, it was just like, all right, I, like I had to plan my whole day around my range. You know, right. it was just like, all right, we're not going to this store or this restaurant because we might have to stop and find a charger. And like, there was no like quick chargers back then. So it was just like, like all, I, I feel like all of that range anxiety is, is alleviated now with, uh, with most of these trucks. Like, I, I feel like 300 miles of range, unless I'm going, like, I can't even imagine where I would, like, like have, have that, that concern with at least 300 miles of range. After driving cross-country in, in an EV, which I did at the end of 2019, fall 2019. Um, and what I, what's that? What were you driving? An e-tron. We, we, oh, really? we did the, we tried to cannonball it, but we knew we weren't going to break the record. So we just wanted to do it in one shot. So we left Red Ball Garage and, and we, we had to go farther south than we wanted to because the EA network wasn't fully completed right. uh, across the panhandle of Texas. So we had to go all the way down to El Paso oh, and then wow. come back up. Uh, but we went, I mean, we did it. We drove, I, I did it in an e-tron, which is a vehicle that is like EPA rated to like 204 or something. Um, even though it's a good highway cruiser and you can earn a lot of, of uh, your range back. But after doing that, I pretty much don't have range anxiety in it. Like, but if someone was like, Hey, drive my uh, seven-year-old e-golf, I'd be like, nah, <laughs> nah. Um, but anything that is brand new on sale right now, you could just hop in and go. Right. Um, exactly. Uh, and, and I, I, I believe in that I've, I've done some good, uh, reviews of like Tycons and the cross Turismo. Um, I've taken them on long distance beer runs. I've told, I, that's how I sold them to Porsche where I went to different breweries and bought beer, um, right. specifically pushing the car. Uh, and, uh, they were happy with the story. So it was great. Um, and, uh, those things, I love them. If I could daily drive a cross Turismo, if I had the dough. There's no doubt about it. That would be my, my dream two car garage. If they're like, you can't have any old cars, you need two new cars and, and you have X, you know, these are your dollars. It'd be the Defender V8, which isn't mm -hmm. out yet. I'd get the 110 V8 and then I would get the Tycon Cross Turismo. Those would be the two cars. And I'd be like, uh, you know what? I'm good. The, quick question. The Defender V8, it's only supercharged or is there any version as well? No, it, it's just a five liter supercharged. Yeah. 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 Um, it's so it's, uh, the four is turbo and the six is super shit. I don't know, but yeah. the, the V eight is only supercharged. It's 575 horsepower. Yeah. It's like that motor that they stick in everything and yeah. it's going to be fucking bonkers. And I cannot wait to drive one of those things. Um, I'm with that, but I don't know, man, the, the defender for me is just like uninspiring. Like I haven't driven one and I'm sure the interior is much nicer than pretty much any off-roader of similar price, but it's um, nicer. I wouldn't say it's right. much nicer, but it's nicer. Okay. But to me, it looks like a concept, like literally it looks like a, a concept from 2002, 2003. Like the, I think it just needs, it's just it not better wheels. Sure mud flaps um okay. dirt on it you know it, like it needs to look like a defender and then as soon as you do that it's like oh like it's funny because the one you want you can't get like the ones they show with their steel wheels like those look better than the wheels they offer right but you can't put the steel wheels on the other shit because they don't clear the brakes at that point because you have to jump up to the at least the six cylinder engine that's where i come in right well that's what I'm saying. we make a steel wheel replica in aluminum 
uh, not specifically for Defender, but for most like popular four by four. So, uh, well, what's on the uh, the black rotiform Defender? Is that those are exactly. it's, those it's wheels? Right. STL, which is uh, which is a cast aluminum <laughs> steel wheel replica. Nice. That's let's see. That's Ford was smart with the Bronco Sport because right. on their top spec one, it's an 18 inch, or is it dropped to a 17 inch? Which might even be better. Either way, it's an aluminum. It's an aluminum wheel that looks like a steel wheel. Right. And it's oh, so it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Um, I admit it's not my style, but uh, I know. It, I know. It, it has a place in like it's yeah. seemingly very popular. So. All right. Well, if I ever buy a V8 Defender, I will let you. Style the wheels, yeah, yeah. Got you, dog. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so this is our first episode back. Um, I think it went pretty well. Uh, We'll let people decide that. What do you have coming up? Anything exciting coming up in your world? Any shows you're going to? Any? any Um, You know, we uh, we sponsor a few Formula Drift drivers. Mm -hmm. So uh, FD Long Beach is next weekend in my backyard, literally just uh, just a few blocks away. Um, so I'm excited for that because I, I am a huge Formula Drift fan. Yeah. And um, which drivers do you sponsor? Uh, uh, Turek, Forsberg, and Osbo are all okay. Wheel Pro sponsored athletes. So uh, nice. we'll uh, we'll have some presence down there next weekend. And um, yeah, I'm like I'm excited. Like I moved to Long Beach, whatever, two years ago. And my only experience in Long Beach previous to moving here was coming down for FD and, uh, and the uh, Long Beach Grand Prix. Yep. So I was denied that experience last year. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm super excited to finally kind of catch up and see what it's like as a local. So uh, that's the next two weeks. And, um, you know, I'm scheduled to go to SEMA, but uh, I don't know what that's going to look like, yeah. you know. Uh, I mean, I'm fine with mask mandates. You know, I don't know how they'd ever enforce a vaccine or test mandate with uh, with that crowd in as Vegas yeah. as it is. Let's yep. just say diverse. Sure, sure, sure. But um, I'm, you know, it's it's been two years. We haven't we haven't been to SEMA in two years, and I feel like me personally, I feel like every two years is like the perfect like attendance record for SEMA because every two years, not yeah. that much changes year to year. Right. And I mean, I've been to 18, 19, 20 SEMA, so uh, you know, I've definitely kind of burned out on it. But um, without having any official presence there and just going almost as a spectator and just seeing, you know, what's going on and what industry trends are and catching up with some of my, you know, my friends, you know, that are in the aftermarket, like somewhat excited for it. But um, at the same time, you know, I, I, I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know what attendance is going to be like. So, uh, you know, just kind of play it by ear and see what's up. Nice, nice. Um, I'm doing that Land Rover Adventure thing next week. Um, who knows when this will air, actually, because we're going to stack a few of these before we roll these out. Uh, try to be a bit more professional about the shit. Well, pseudo. Um, uh, then I'm not going to Long Beach Grand Prix, even though I was invited as, to be a guest of Acura, because I'm racing Lemons at Button Willow that weekend, which nice. I'm very excited about, because we've swapped our car from a carb setup. It finally has fuel injection. And uh, that should help a lot. What are you running? Can you tell me? Uh, we still, we run a Ranchero. We run a Ford Ranchero. What? Yeah, like a 62 Ranchero. What motor? Um, straight six. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the first time I raced it, wasn't the first time the car was raced, but the first time I raced it with the team, it still had three on the tree. <laughs> And it was terrible. <laughs> it was competitive in the corners when you were in second gear because it has yeah. the um, it has the Shelby drop for the front suspension. Okay. Yeah. So it actually turned in real nice. Um, and, and then our car got fucking destroyed uh, in a bad accident, uh, which sparked a new rule for lemons because thankfully the drivers hit on um, our got, driver got hit on the passenger side in the front, and they were like. Oh shit! They realized our car didn't have a collapsible steering column. Oh wow! Yeah, so there's a new rule in Lemons because of that crash. Um, I wasn't in the car. Um, we got spun by the GoPro BMW, and they never said shit to us about it. And we have it on GoPro. Fuck them. Um, they don't give me free shit. I was gonna say they didn't even know shit. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't even have a nine. I'm on eights. Um, <laughs> fuck those cameras. I just gave my daughter a seven because I don't even use it anymore. Um, and so the car is now. It has a four-speed top loader, 
it um, is carbur or now it's fuel injected. Uh, so it should be very interesting. And we've refined the front suspension. I can't wait to drive it. It's going to be good. Nice, Tim, dude. Hooniverse co-founder, is the man to raise lemons with. So I'm very excited for that. Um, I actually need to find a new next gen, the Hans device to buy. Yeah. And then in October, I am going to drive the new Tundra in San Antonio, uh, San Antonio, Texas, which I do not want to go to. Um, <laughs> but whatever. Uh, I can pretend I'm jealous of that. Yeah, uh, new Tundra. That'll be interesting. Um, and then, oh, I, I finally scheduled press car wise an Urus. Urus. An Urus. Urus. I'm for a weekend in October. So that, that'll Great. be interesting. What are your plans with that? Are you staying local or are you going to road trip? I, I don't have plans for it. I just haven't driven it. I'm like, hey, do you have one in the area? They're like, we do actually. I'm like, Shh, uh, I kind of want it. I kind of don't. <laughs> I, I'm almost ashamed to admit that it's like my favorite thing ever. Like Oof. I got, I got some seat time when they first released whatever 20, I don't even know, 2017, 18. It's been a while. Like, yeah, it's just like absurdly quick. Yes. Like, very nice interior like you know I, I didn't like commute with it or anything but i just ripped it around around the corner a few times and yeah it, it's just so silly that it's it is. i just love it i got mad flexed on when my daughter was still in her uh her daycare her preschool or kindergarten at this point um i had a bentega and i was dropping her off in a bentega and some um some grandma had a fucking urus <laughs> she's picking up her grandkids and i was like I'm like sinking down in the Bentega seat, like did she give you the shaky finger? Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's like loser, <laughs> nice car, asshole. <laughs> like, all right, and it was like yellow. It was fucking yellow. Yeah, yellow Urus. It's like yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, That's you can't win them all. Whatever. Uh, comparison is the thief of joy, and I didn't own the Bentega anyway. Right. One of my favorite quotes, by the way, um, in the last two years. It's a good like Whatever. mental social media. For sure. Mental fixer. When you think like all my friends are having fun, like no, everybody's in hell. <laughs> so don't compare yourself to them. hundred percent. We're only posting the cool shit. Like I'm like, hey, check out my jag, and I'm like, it's leaking fuel. I'm like, uh, so <laughs> comparison is the thief of joy. I'm looking directly Absolutely. into the camera for that one. Absolutely. <laughs> so don't compare yourself to anybody else. You be you. Uh, there we go. Episode three hundred one. Everybody, Ron Baugh is the new host. Ron, actually, I do this for our guests normally, but, but you're the co-host now, so tell everybody where they can find you on Instagram or yeah, wherever. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty much only active on Instagram, and um, my handle there is 777style, and um, I have a website that I haven't really updated, but uh, now that uh, we're kind of active here and I've got a couple other things going on, I'll probably start to... Uh, to update that, and it's the same, 777style.com. A couple of things in the fire. Oh, I yeah. like it. Um, all right. Well, there you go, Ron. Thank you for, I was going to say, as always, but thank you this time for joining us and yeah. in the future. Uh, and we will do this again real, real soon. Uh, Hooniverse Podcast is back, and uh, we'll see the rest of you soon. Bye. We're to it. <laughs>